It's time for the two o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clark, Tim Clark. Welcome back to the two o'clock show. We're glad you're joining us here once again, which is amazing. This is our ninth episode of the two o'clock show. And uh, we thank you for joining us. We're glad to be with you once again. This is our non-Halloween special. has nothing to do with Halloween <clears throat> whatsoever. And by the way, this portion of this program is brought to you by Herman Frank and George Stein. They're professional bodybuilders, and they formed Frankenstein's Bodybuilding. Come get to work on the body you always wanted to make today. Welcome once again to Adventures in Time and Space. In case you're joining us for the first time and you haven't been with us before our previous adventures in time and space, we have what's called a geotemporal vortex facilitator and it's it's a device that we have manufactured ourselves. We made it actually from an old dumpster. We believe in recycling and it's kind of a cross between a refrigerator and a dumpster. And we have designed a machine that can not only travel through time but also through space so we can go to any location that we desire and also any time period. We can travel into space, we can go to ancient Egypt which we've done before, we can go see dinosaurs and so forth. So that being said, today we're going to be traveling in place but not time. We're going to be going to modern day Loch Ness, Scotland and we're going in search of the elusive Scottish Red Deer as if. Actually, we're going for an arranged interview with the Loch Ness Monster, Nessie. Our interview is arranged by our Scottish correspondent, Angus Abercrombie, and we're going to get into the dumpster. Uh, oh, by the way, rather than saying the geotemporal vortex facilitator, uh, to save time, from now on we're just going to lovingly refer to it as the dumpster. It's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you saw it, well, you would know. You're anyway, like, why does that dumpster have a fridge on it? <laughs> so, what we're going to do is we're going to climb into our dumpster now, and um, do you have the coordinates for Loch Ness already? Did Angus send you those coordinates where he's going to be? Uh, yes. Okay, so we'll just set the dial for Loch Ness, Scotland, and we'll meet up with our correspondent Angus Abercrombie. And since we're just traveling through space this time and not time, I imagine uh, the ride should be a little smoother. Yeah, probably so. I don't imagine as much turbulence and noise and stuff as we normally experience. Alrighty, here we go. was not a smoother ride not not at all not at all but uh hey we're here i assume why don't we open up the hatch here okay looks like we're at the right place looks like a lake out there yep yep sure enough there's angus out there i'm waving my arm he's waving back okay he knows we're here at least we didn't land on him that'd be unpleasant if we had uh landed on angus for our interview and uh ladies and gentlemen this is 
Angus. I know you can't see him, but this is our Scottish correspondent, Angus Am... Ab so I'm sorry, Angus, I just totally choked on your name. Angus Abercrombie. He has arranged for us to meet with the Loch Ness Monster himself, or herself, whichever it may be. How you doing, Angus? Oh, I'm hanging in there. All right, that's good. Okay, well, I take it we're where we need to be for our uh, our interview. I, I, we're right down here by the water. Okay. Okay, we're going to walk down here closer to the lake, or the loch, as they say in Scottish. And, uh, sure enough, I see the water rippling, the uh, waves are coming right toward us. This is amazing. This is amazing. I wish you could see this. We'll, we'll try to see if we can get some pictures. Um, I'm sure Matthew brought his phone along to take pictures again. Never leave home without it. Okay. I left mine in my other pair of pants. Anyway, we're going to try to put pictures of this on our Facebook page, if at all possible. This is absolutely amazing. For the first time, we have absolute proof of the existence of the Loch Ness Monster. Assuming people would believe us. True, true. They'll probably think it's fake. You know, how skeptical and cynical people are these days. Anyway, they don't believe the truth of our honest and reputable broadcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so, how do you do there, uh, Nessie? I'm doing pretty well, and yourself? Ah, pretty good, pretty good there, uh, Nessie. Um, uh, my name is Tim, and this is my son, Matthew, here. Hello. And, uh, we really appreciate you agreeing to meet with us, and, uh, we're glad that you were willing to cooperate with Angus and arrange to take time out of your busy schedule to meet with us and our listeners. Um, we understand that people here and elsewhere call you Nessie, but judging by your voice, I suppose that you're male? Certainly I'm male. Okay, well then I take it that your name's not Nessie then either. Of course not. My name's Bruce. Okay there, Bruce. To start off, do you have any family, or are you the lone monster, shall we say? Well, I have a wife and 24 children, as you would say, and... Uh, 37 grandchildren on top of that. So there's more than one Loch Ness Monster then, I take it. Okay, very good. We were wondering, because we often see photographs and little bits of video, people claim this is the Loch Ness Monster and so on, and people say, well, how could a Loch Ness Monster live? You know, people claim that they've sighted you uh, for, you know, several hundred years at least, and... You know, unless you live a very long time, that's pretty unlikely. So that might explain why there are different pictures of you or the quote-unquote monster uh, from different locations at different times and throughout history. Aye, we've been seen for hundreds of years. Been here in and out of the lock for nearly 4,000. Now, what is Loch Ness named for? It's named for the River Ness. It flows from the northern end of Loch Ness. You see, Loch means lake. Hmm. Maybe we should change our last name to Cloak. I guess that's too much of a stretch. What does Loch mean? I, mean, I know what Loch means, but does Ness have a meaning? Well, I hear it comes from the old Celtic word meaning Roaring One. Interesting. Interesting. Well... Matthew and I did some research, and we found that Scotland's national animal, this, this is the truth, not being goofy here at all, this is the absolute truth, Scotland's national animal is the unicorn. I couldn't believe that. 
Everything that I researched said that their national animal is actually the unicorn. Did you know that, and have you seen any unicorns? I, I did know that. I've never seen one myself, but how many have seen Bruce from Loch Ness? You have a point there. I won't ask for all your children's names for the sake of time, but what's your wife's name? Her name's Moira. It means the star of the sea. I imagine she is quite the star of the sea there. Now, do you stay in Loch Ness? People say that you're difficult to find. We prefer to be difficult to find, lad. We travel from Loch Ness to the Atlantic or the North Sea. We can't say too much, of course. We're hunted too much as it is. Now, Matthew and I noticed when we got here there aren't too many people swimming. In fact, there there's nobody swimming. Uh, upon our arrival, our dumpster indicated, that's our, our traveling machine, the dumpster, it indicated that it was, according to American measuring, uh, it was 55 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Aye, the lock is usually about 40 degrees by your reckoning. Now, how did you come to meet our correspondent, Angus Abercrombie? His grandfather rescued my cousin Ian out of a fishing net years ago, when Ian was just a wee pup. He never told anyone about it, and we began to meet with him regularly, and gained our trust. We met often at night and had picnics. He brought enough food for all of us, even an occasional sheep. We continued to visit with him and his descendants from then on. You eat sheep? Aye, who doesn't? Fish, seals, sheep. Do you, um, I hate to ask this, but do you ever eat people? Eat any? Nay, but we've had unpleasant run-ins with people. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to meet with us, and thank you also, Mr. Abercrombie, for arranging this interview. And uh, it's now time for us to climb back into the dumpster and get back home now. So we shall talk to you next time on our adventures in time and space. Today's episode is brought to you in part by... Hazel's Home Brews! This week we have a special on bat wings, monkey lips, eyes of salamander, mummy dust, sloth toenail powder, tarantula hair, goldfish fin flakes, a favorite of mine, dehydrated dragon nostrils, and liquid banshee whales. Visit today and get a free bottle of water from the Black Lagoon. And now it is time for... Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. Welcome once again to Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. In our last episode, Neville and Biff were swallowed whole by a mysterious space whale. We pick up today's program with Neville and Biff and their ship, the Holmium, inside the whale. They were swallowed whole but thankfully for them, not chewed. And we find our intrepid explorers debating what to do. Remember the 19th century Earth story Pinocchio, son? Oh yes, swallowed by a whale. They made him sneeze, didn't they? They they started a fire, right? Yes, they they burned their raft and the, the whale sneezed and they got out, but the problem is we have nothing to burn and we can't blast our way out. 
because we may destroy the holmium with it. I don't want to hurt the whale. And if we destroy the ship and burn it to get out, where are we going to go? We're in outer space. There's no telling how long we have until the whale's stomach acid eats through our ship. The lights come on and they notice that they are inside the bowels of an enormous spaceship. Where are we? This isn't a whale. Oh, hey there, you squids. Come out peaceful like Garby gravity and good air. I know that voice, but it can't be. Let's, let's step out and meet him. Okay, son. Our instruments indicate that there is good oxygen levels, and there does appear to be good gravity. Move slowly, lovers. Come out of your ship. It can't be. Captain Hardbiscuit? Captain who? Captain Hardbiscuit. He made and sold whale milk cheese in the 21st century. I used to listen to recordings of old podcasts from that era on some show about clocks. It were the two o'clock show, meaty. But how can that be? That was 200 years ago. These swabs from the two o'clock show showed me how to make a time machine like theirs. I traveled to the future, made a time machine that looks just like a real, actual giant whale. But why a whale? Why not a spaceship or something? I sold whale milk cheese. Why not a whale? My question is, why didn't those clock boys ever change their traveling machine from a dumpster? That's what I'd like to be doing. How do you get way out here in space, like us? I heard in the future about your trip 336,000 light years into space. I couldn't make a wormhole like that, so I set my machine to appear just when those missiles detonated, and I went in with you. Aren't you worried about getting home? I know how you got home. Got home? I went in the future, remember? I'd be reliving history, mateys. Unknown vessels surrounding HB2. HB2? That'd be hard biscuit too, matey. It's my second and improved geotemporal vortex facilitator. What looks like a huge whale. Who are in the surrounding vessels? What do they want? Will Captain Hardbiscuit ever tell them how to get home? Find out next time on Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet. The following is brought to you in part by Fixafang. I want to suck your blood. Oh, for crying out loud. Don't let your fangs fall out just as you're about to bite your victim. Vampires, werewolves, ghouls, whoever you are. Use Fixafang and never worry about your fangs falling out again. We realize you may need false fangs after a couple hundred years of biting people. Fixafang gives you the confidence that when you bite somebody, your teeth won't stay there. Try Fixafang today. So we're supposed to be having a guest today? Yes, we're supposed to do an interview here with... The Larry said that we're having an interview with a blob. I don't know if he was being facetious or he was making fun of somebody or or if he means the blob itself. Uh, whoever it was was supposed to be here a few minutes ago. Um, I mean, I guess we'll find out what he meant when he gets here. Hey, wait a minute. The door's rattling. 
What's that? What is that coming under the door? Is that like some kind of slime? I see some kind of colored goo, some kind of something oozing under the door into the studio. I think that must be the blob. I guess he wasn't joking. Well, hello, Mr. Blob. Um, come on in. Uh, have a seat um, if, if you do sit down. Uh, welcome to the Two O'Clock Show. My name's Tim. This is my son, Matthew, Mr. Blob. Hello. Um, meeting you is a real treat. Um, what would you like us to call you? Okay. Um, you know, just, just to be kind of informal, let's just, let's just call you Mr. Blob. That'll be kind of easier for us. Okay, Mr. Blob, where exactly are you from? Hmm. Okay. Um, what exactly do you do for a living? Okay. That's interesting. Um, um, are you married? Huh. And what about kids? Do you have any children? I don't know what I expected. Hmm. Do you have any hobbies? How about any hobbies? These hobbies are probably absorbing people. Yes. You know, I'd, I'd really like to know, what is it like being a blob? Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Hey, how did you get to Earth? Uh, did you fly in a ship? If if so, how? Huh, that's 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 fascinating. Fascinating. You know, I was wondering, Mister Blob, what is it like to spend your whole life having people run from you in absolute terror? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can imagine how you feel. Matthew, can you think of any more questions for Mr. Blob? No, I can't think of anything else. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience? Oh, that's, that's inspiring. That's inspiring. Well, we thank you for your time, Mr. Blob. And... Uh, Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come visit with us and our listeners. And I'm sure that everybody has a better understanding now about what it is to be the blob. And um, and you can just go, okay, he's, he's just going right under the door there again, isn't he? I mean, at least he's not, like, clogging a vent or something. True, true. That's amazing how somebody as big as him can just... just go under a door like that. What do you call that when somebody like him just kind of goes under a door? I mean, it's... Is there a word you, for that? What do you call that? Kind of... He kind of shalubes under the, the door, I guess. Shalub? I guess that's what we'll call it. Is He's shalubing. That sounds about right. He's completely out of the room now. Did you... You didn't understand anything he said, did you? I mean, what? You didn't? It was uh, very obvious. Yeah, I I just 
I, I was going to take blob ease back in college, but uh, I took Spanish instead. I thought it might be a little more practical, but um, it's a good thing I learned phlegm ish. Uh, yeah. We're going to get poor reviews now. Today's program is also brought to you in part by Imhotep's Stay Wrapped. Do you have trouble getting your mummies to stay wrapped, especially when they wander about town? Worry no more with Imhotep's Stay Wrapped. Guaranteed your mummy won't unravel anymore. Well, that was, uh, that was quite the interview. Um, next time, maybe, it, I know it was kind of last minute noticed, I guess. The blob was just kind of schlubing by the, the studio here, so Larry invited him in for a quick interview. But it'd be nice if we could have had a, an interpreter, maybe, for mm. uh, for our next visit with the blob or anything like that. Or maybe if, like, Larry could have found, you know, someone with, like, at least a skeletal structure. True. Now, didn't Larry say on the phone just a second ago, didn't he say that there was a vampire in the hall, did I hear him right? Is that what he said? I thought he said umpire. I don't know. I I could have sworn he said vampire. I mean, as weird as today's been, it wouldn't surprise me. So I guess we're going to interview whoever this guy is. He's going to come in and we're going to have an interview with an, an alleged vampire or umpire, whichever the case may be. Maybe he's a vampire umpire. Could be. Maybe Could he only be. plays night games. Could be. Oh, I heard a knock on the door there. Come on in there, sir. Okay. Come on in and have a seat. Oh, thank you, but I prefer to stand. Okay, um, what's, what's your name, sir? You know, it's been so long, I've actually forgotten. These things happen after a few centuries, you know. Okay, uh, sir, um, my name's Tim. This is my, my son, Matthew. Um... Larry that you met up front, we're not sure if he said that you were, a, he didn't say that you were a vampire, or did he, he say that you were an umpire? Well, it just so happens I'm both. I'm a vampire umpire. I play night games. Have you ever been to the Empire State Building? Aha, I see what you did there. Little, uh, little humor. Very little humor. Okay, uh, Mr. Vampire, you wouldn't happen to be related to anybody named Vlad, would you? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm, just wondering. Okay, well, this day has been very strange for us. We interviewed the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, we just had an interview with the Blob himself. And um, now we're having an interview with you, and you claim to be a vampire. Now, um, what's it like to be a vampire in this day and age? I mean, it's kind of kind of scary with diseases and viruses. Aren't you afraid of getting some weird disease or something? Well, it's a little hard for a dead guy to get a disease, don't you think? You have a point there. Um, I hope you don't mind our, our cat Rupert being in here. He's usually pretty quiet. We don't really have any problems with him, you know, making noise on the microphone or anything like that. But are, are you okay with having Rupert, our, our cat, in here? Oh, yes. I have no problem with cats. Yeah, I've heard some mummies aren't too fond of cats, but that's another story. Okay. Now, Mr. Vampire, sir, how do we know that you're really a vampire? I mean, anybody can walk in here and say, hey, I'm a vampire and I'm 300 years old and, and I turn into a bat and all this kind of stuff. How do we know that you really are a vampire? Oh, turn into a bat, you say? Well, I'll show you.
I guess he didn't know that um, that window was shut. You'd think he would have seen his reflection. Well, never mind. Oh, the, oh the, mm, Rupert just ate him. <sighs> he ate... I can't believe he ate... He ate that bat. Well, I guess there's one less vampire. Mm, that sucks. Well, he doesn't anymore. But hey. psh. And now for the outro that we did not plan for at all. We planned for it. There's an entire word right there. It says outro. Outro. Yep, so I guess we're done then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, we thank you for tuning in to our 2 o'clock show here, episode 9. We truly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to us. Uh, if you're in traffic listening to us, that'll help pass the time and so forth. But we do appreciate your time. We do, as we've mentioned before, we do have a Facebook page, which we invite you to visit. Just look up the 2 o'clock show, and that's clock with a K, K-L-O-C-K. And you can find pictures we've put on there, little comments. We'll let you know when episodes are about to come out and all that good stuff so that you can download. We'll try to get more stuff on there. There hasn't been a whole lot on there yet. But feel free to leave comments, suggestions, all that sort of thing. Uh, let us know about you, where you're listening from. We'd love to know where all you're coming from. Uh, a lot of people listened last month, I think more than ever, and uh, we're getting listeners from various parts of the country, which is pretty exciting uh, for us. So we're glad to, to know you. To Well, we don't really know you, but we're glad that you're listening. And We know all about you. We're following you. We have people watching you this moment. No, but we do, we do appreciate... Um, spending this time together and uh, kind of makes a big world a little smaller and gets our mind off all the craziness of the world for a little bit. And we do appreciate your time. We appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we shall see you or not see you. <laughs> I always say that. Hopefully we shall hear from you then. Uh, we won't hear from you either because <laughs> we're talking to you. We're hopefully retired. we'll read from you. We're going to edit the living daylights out of this. No, I'm keeping this in. Hopefully, you'll hear from us. That's what I was trying to say. You will hear from us uh, in about a week. Hopefully, we'll have episode 10 coming out and with further adventures for you to listen to. And we shall talk with you all a little bit later. Well, on our way out, why don't we, uh, why don't we take the elevator? I don't feel like walking out to the parking lot just yet. Let's take the elevator. And uh, we went up last time. Why don't we push the big red button pointing down and see where that goes? Just for, just out of curiosity. Okay. Might as well. Want to do the honors and push the button? Okay. Well, we shall see you next week. If we survive. <laughs>